This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. We're going to talk Arabian Gulf League and the reason why you should all be getting excited about it. Not before though, Robert, we reveal, massive drum roll, the new sponsor for the EFL trophy because this is a doozy. This is unbelievable. The new sponsor for the EFL trophy is, wait for it, <laughs> Papa John's Pizza. <laughs> the Papa John's trophy. I, I thought Carabao was bad. Yeah. I thought the Carabao Cup was bad. At least it has a bit of alliteration. I don't mind the Carabao Cup. Yeah, but it's already, it's a tin pot competition. Oh, I'm sorry. Pa- Papa John's are not going to be happy with you with the, that. The, but... the Football Association, the FA Cup, that has got heritage, it's got prestige, it's got gravitas. The Papa John's <laughs> trophy. That's the kind of thing that you win on like a, a school day out. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Well, congratulations to the high school 11. They have won the Papa John's trophy <laughs> for the true. fifth consecutive. <laughs> Manchester City holding aloft the Papa John's trophy. And no doubt they'll have to take a few pizza boxes up with them. Of course, they are now the official pizza for the EFL as well. What, what, do they, what do people think? That these players are tucking into a bit of Papa John's half-time? Yeah. Forget oranges. No, you never it's all know. about a pizza slice. After a hard-earned uh, hard three points on a Saturday, maybe one or two of those players fancy a Papa John's. And they head home to the family, the kids et al. But, uh, Nothing yeah, against that, Papa John's, by the way. I mean, you solid know, enough it's, pizza. it's a very solid pizza. Yeah. But it's just... I. I <laughs> We've got to say that, Sonal. I, I kind of, in <laughs> all, in all honesty, door. and I know that I know that various carbonated Solid. beverages are big sponsors of football, but sometimes you have to question mm. when a fast food, when a, let, let's not pull any punches here, when a chain which deals in food that's not exactly what you would call nutritious sponsors a football tournament. Yeah, it's all in moderation, though. I mean, we can't tell, you know, you've tucked into a pizza. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or, or a million no, no, in your I, I get it, absolutely. It's moderation, but it's just Papa John's trophy. I'm with you on it. But it, it seems just doesn't really fit for me. A bit bizarre. It does. We'll have more on if, this. If it was the Mercedes Cup or something like that. Oh, and I, I know can, we're talking, but Mercedes, You know what I mean? Yeah, Mercedes Cup. The Papa John's trophy. <laughs> I'm with you. It sounds <laughs> ludicrous. Even Sonal's with you. On this Pep one. Guardiola. Oh, well, we've always wanted to win the Pep, the Papa John's trophy. <laughs> the Pep? He wants to name after himself <laughs> the Pep trophy. I'm a big fan of the Pep. And he doesn't talk, he's not yeah, Italian. So yeah, that, was, that was kind of a weird French pseudo. Yeah, I got that wrong. <laughs> you did get that wrong. We moved swiftly on. I want to talk all things Arabian Gulf League. It is a league that, well, we know has been battling to get a little bit more market share from expats in this part of the world. We know uh, the UE is very transient. Uh, and I know the last couple of seasons we've been doing a lot more, Rob. I know we're in the commentary booth most weekends at the Arabian Gulf League. And just doing a bit of kind of exploring, etc., it became very apparent very quickly that they have a fantasy app. Now, the three of us love Premier League fantasy. And today we've taken a bit of time. I'm looking at you, Sonal. Because I can tell you haven't done this, or have you? Have you done your Arabian Gulf League fantasy team? I just downloaded the app. Done. So I'm just making my account right now. I'm holding up the phone to you as proof. Get it done. Robbie and I have had a lot of fun with Team this. name suggestions for Sona Rapani. We had Arsenal, which I was brilliant that. for yes. her fantasy Premier League team. If you've got an Arabian Gulf fantasy team name suggestion for Sona. Now, give us, and I'm conscious of time here, Rob, so not one of your soliloquies, but a little overview, 60 seconds. Why should people be following the Arabian Gulf League? Uh, it's great entertainment. Some of the matches, th- listen, they're not all, we know football. Yeah. It's, not every, it's not every match is a classic, but some matches are fantastic. The players are criminally underrated, in Indeed. my opinion. There are some excellent players in the league. 
There are some real hidden gems, actually. There's some lovely stadiums. Um, there is some genuinely entertaining football, and it's on your doorstep. I get it that right now all the action is behind closed doors. Where this is not a, a, a petition to get fans to no. to go to the stadium, but it's definitely something that that I have. That I think it was last season was the first that I sp- I'd done any commentary for the league, and this is the second season that you and I are both doing it. And I really look forward to the games. They are always entertaining. I think that's probably because the teams tend to put more of an emphasis on attack than they do <laughs> on defence. Yeah, they do. Uh, so you do get some, some open games. Um, and I think the weather also plays its part yeah. as well. It's, it's very hot, so you, the players tire out, I think, quicker than they do perhaps in colder climates. But it's fantastic league. Uh, we've, we've spoken about it a lot before. There are some great teams. There are some great foreign imports, some great Emirati players as well. And, yeah, it's just very well worth getting involved. Yeah, it is great. And, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I've been following the league since I arrived here a decade or so ago. And there's been various initiatives trying to drive more interest. And definitely one outlet is fantasy. We love it. I'm obsessed with all things fantasy. I've got my Premier League fantasy team. I've got my NFL fantasy team on a Sunday. And now I've got my Arabian Golf League. I spent about an hour today on my team. And it's a great way to indoctrinate yourself into the players, find out a little bit more. And I've got to say, and there are weekly prizes on offer, monthly prizes as well. And we've got our own league. We've set it up, the Offscript Extra Time League. And the good news, I think this will help you, we're two weeks in. So there's an opportunity if you are downloading the Fantasy app for the first time, the players who have got kind of points already, they can let them lead you in a lot of yeah. ways. There are a couple of gems and your Igor Coronados is an absolute must. My big shout is Joe Pedro, the big banny-ass Brazilian striker. He's a must-sono, so get him down. But have a bit of fun with it. We've got an off-script extra time league. It is the Fantasy app. It is the Arabian Gulf League Fantasy app. And our joining code for our league, and I implore you all to do this. We'll have a bit of fun. We're working on various initiatives. Hopefully, if the stadiums do open up in the coming weeks and months, we'll maybe get down to watch a game. But our joining code is as follows. 04D56F. Okay, we'll stick it up on social media. 04D56F. You've picked some players, Robert. Who have you picked? Yeah, I've gone for João Pedro, who you just mentioned, the, the Banias striker oh, who's just made a red hot start already, yeah. to the season. So he's straight in there. He's uh, a bit of a bargain at 8 million on the budget. Weleton, who has returned to Sharjah after a stint with Al Wassel, I think it, yeah, was. it was. He's already in the goals this season, is the Brazilian. And then my a, a personal favourite of mine, a bit of a, a kind of left field choice, but Peniel Mlapa, the Togolese man, he leads the line for Calba and he scores most of their goals. They don't score very many goals, Calba, but Peniel Mlapa <laughs> scores most of yeah. them. So I, I've got him in at a, at a rather cut price, 6.5 million. Uh, Fabio Lima, my probably my favourite player in the league, another Brazilian. He plays for Al Wassel. He's alongside Ryan Mendes and Nick Nicholas Gimenez, uh, another Banyas player in my midfield three. Decent team. And I've gone for uh, Ivakic, um, Abdulaziz Heikel, Faris Juma and Mohamed Ali Ayed across my back four. You've got two of my defenders. Have I? Yeah. Khalid Essa, who is Alain. Yeah. Very solid. Solid as a rock. Alain, of course, the boss. Yeah. The boss, not Bruce yep. Springsteen. They are just the boss here <laughs> in the UAE. Yeah, he's uh, he's one of the pricier keepers at six million, but I've decided to invest in him. Yeah, I would go down the route of Aldan Hani at Banias if you want a goalkeeper there at home to Corfacan this weekend. Uh, yeah, that's very short-termist of no, you there, Chris. It's fine, I'll take short-termism. Uh, do get involved in it. Have a bit of fun with us. I'll post it up on my social media. We're going to do that as well on Dubai Eye. It's just a bit of fun, and hopefully over the course of the season, great prizes to win. You will learn more about the league, and fingers crossed, 
you'll be like us by the end of it. It's way more, you know, it's going to be our own little off-script league. It's yeah, going to be a real... I can, I, I'm actually envisaging quite a, a tough battle. I'm envisaging it getting very competitive and us actually getting more competitive than the Premier League one. But that code again, for those of you that are messaging in wanting it one more time, it is 04D for Delta. It is Delta, yeah, yeah Sonos nodding. 56F Foxtrot? Foxtrot, Sonos nodding with a weird look in her face. I think it is. So that's 04 Delta 56 Foxtrot. Okay. Uppercase. Uppercase. I don't know if that matters, but yes, uppercase. Get involved in it. Uh, we'd love to have you on board with the Offscript Extra Time Arabian Gulf League Fantasy League. This is Offscript Extra Time with Chris and Robbie on Dubai Eye 103.8. Join the conversation. Virgil Hospital, a proud sponsor of Offscript Extra Time. And this man is a proud employee. His name is Dr. Eric Homan. He is an expert in knee injuries and in particular ACL, which is, well, it's all the rage these days after Virgil van Dijk's injury. And Dr. Eric is uh, with us now. And I say a very good evening to you, doctor. Hi, hi, how are you doing? We're doing very well here indeed. How are you more to the point? I'm told that you're a big Bayern Munich fan, Dr. Eric, which oh, means oh, well, you're a happy man not, right now. <laughs> as, I said, as I said earlier to Tom, you know, I do follow football. I don't follow really it too much. My favourite sport actually is endurance sports, so triathlons and running. But of course... As long as Bayern wins, I'm happy, as you can imagine. <laughs> well, Doctor, let's, let's break it down into the layman's terms, if we can, because we, we read a lot about ACL injuries. And I've got to admit, all I know is that they're quite serious and they're quite difficult to recover from. And, and it's quite complicated in terms of both operating on them and actually recuperating from them in terms of rehabilitation. Can you, can you describe exactly what an ACL injury is and why, when someone like Virgil van Dijk suffers that injury, it's such a serious issue that's going to keep him away from football for so long? Sure. So let me just expand a little bit on that. When you look at the hip, for example, the hip is a ball and soccer joint. So you have the, the femur that sits in the hip and that gives you stability. Now, the, the knee is a totally different joint. It's actually quite, it's only a hinge between the femur and the tibia. So for the knee to be stable, you have to have ligamentous support. The bone as such cannot provide stability. So you have four main ligaments in the knee that provides you with stability. The ACL or the anterocruciate ligament is one of them. It runs from the front of the tibia to the back of the femur and it crosses over, so to speak. So what that ligament does, it provides stability to movement of the tibia, of the lower bone forward. So you can imagine if you have no ACL and you start accelerating or decelerating or your foot is planted on the ground and you want to rotate, that knee feels highly unstable. So that without an ACL, the knee is unstable in sports in general. It is, and it's why it's such a serious injury. And, and I've spoken with friends and, and colleagues about this, Doctor, where, you know, 25 years ago, a footballer, any sportsman or woman, suffers an ACL injury and their career was over to an extent, maybe 30 years ago. Now, with the advancements of technology, what kind of things is Virgil van Dijk? What kind of things rehabilitation-wise is he now doing to ensure that the knee comes back stronger? Because, well, that's another question. Does the knee come back stronger than when before the injury? So when we look at ACL recovery after surgery, let's just talk about surgery for now. The, the fact of the matter is that only two-thirds of everyone who had ACL surgery actually can go back to the same level of sport. Wow. And it doesn't matter whether you are a pro, a recreational athlete, or just a normal person. 
And the reason for that is actually unknown. It can be the best surgeon in the U.S. or Europe or wherever doing the surgery for you. But it seems that the recovery after ACL is quite difficult. The main goal of recovery after ACL surgery is actually to stabilize your joint and strengthen your muscles around the knee joint, so especially the quadriceps, the hamstring muscles, and the calf muscles, and get what we call your proprioception back so that the knee knows where it is at any point in time. And that's quite difficult. And we know that this can take a long time. So ACL recovery can take 12 months to 18 months after surgery. It's not a quick fix. Wow. Yeah, and they're looking to get Virgil back for before the end of this coming season, Seven which months, is a case of six months. In terms of age, Doctor, if, if Virgil was, say, 24 versus if he was 34, would that make a difference? Does it matter how old you are when you suffer this injury? So for pros, not so much, because the age difference between 24 and 34 is not a lot. But when you consider, you know, the more mature athlete, 50 plus, 55 plus, who still play football or do rugby or whatever, that plays a difference. There's a difference. And the reason is very simple. When you are older, the tissues heal slower and you recover slower. So that basically means that recovery when you're older is slower and you have to recover smarter. So you have to basically strengthen and stabilize slower so that the ACL can heal in time. For the pros, this is a different story because they have excellent rehab and excellent um, physiotherapy in the clubs. And these clubs physios and doctors, they work on strengthening the knee very, very early in the process so that they can return faster. That does not mean that the cruciate ligament after surgery is stable enough to sustain all these forces at six months. So sometimes you put an additional synthetic graft in there in pro football players. So we do a normal reconstruction, but also play a little synthetic ligament in there to basically balance the forces out in the earlier stages. When you look at, and speaking of age, it's become commonplace now to, to have a professional career in almost any sport until the age of 40. We're, we're about to witness Roger Federer turn 40 next year and, and still compete at the top level of tennis. The likes of Cristiano Ronaldo in football have Tom said Brady. that they want to play on until 40 years of age. It's, cra- it's crazy, really, because even 20 years ago, Doctor, we'd never have expected or never have assumed that a player above much beyond, older than, say, 30 could be competitive. What's the sort of single most important development, do you think? Is it diet? Is it training? Is it injury recovery? Is it the quality of surgery and, the, and actually the medical know-how around these players that has allowed them to, to extend their careers with such great longevity? Yeah, look, I'd love to say it's us surgeons. <laughs> Take the credit so if you want. We're the, greatest, <laughs> we're the greatest in the world, but that's not the case, unfortunately, right? We all do a reasonably good job in doing the surgeries, but it's all about genetic selection. I mean, let, let's be if you have the appropriate genes, you will be able to perform certain sports. So you can never become a cyclist if you don't have the appropriate lung capacity. You can never become a good football player if you don't have the appropriate football player, and so on. So it's basically genetic collection. But the story really is that we're becoming so much better and rehabilitating patients we know more about nutrition we know more about biomechanics and we do better surgeries with more modern mini invasive techniques and final one for me dr eric uh, i've got to ask in terms of what you see day to day what are the most kind of common injuries that you at the, the brazil hospital are dealing with is it these acls whether it's your amateurs playing their football playing their rugby 
So with contact sports, you know, rugby, um, football, it is definitely the knee that suffers the most. I mean, we mustn't forget that we have a lot of girls and women around in Dubai, and there's netball, and netball is the greatest sport for an orthopedic surgeon because they have a much higher rate of ACL injuries. So it's mainly ACLs, uh, but it's also hamstrings. It's quite common in soccer and and rugby. The sudden acceleration, deceleration sports, they cause a lot of hamstring injuries. You have jumper's knees, so you get tendinitis of the patella, but the most common really is the ACL that we see, and meniscus injuries, obviously. Well, Doctor, it's been an absolute pleasure and actually a real, a real sort education. of opening education into the world of injuries and specifically the ACL injury. So we really appreciate your, uh, your time this evening to have a little chat with us and, and we hope to have you on again soon. That sounds great. And thanks very much for having me around. Yeah, great fantastic. talking to you. Dr. Awesome. Eric Homan, uh, who is an expert in knee injuries and in, of course, ACL injuries at the Burgeal Hospital. Yeah, indeed. A knowledgeable man. I could have actually listened to him all night. It's just the way he breaks it down and makes it, I guess, understandable for the layman's. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.